customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Up in the morning and I kiss my wife. I tell her I love her and say goodbye. Make a cup of coffee and kiss her again. She's my one and only and my very best friend. I put a runny egg on my wife's head. I said I put a runny egg on my wife's head. Do it, Brad. It's me, Satan, speaking to you again. Do it now. Don't forget one for the baby. podcast on the athletic network it's friday november 4th 2022 and this is the drop i'm j.e skeets here in the classic factory and alongside me as always tas mellis this is going to be a weird show and that cold open pretty fitting that was weird what a waste of eggs <laughs> next to tas it's the bearded one i'm a top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo and over yonder making the magic happen super producer jd hello there he is and here we are shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on youtube Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Best way to email them in. Or you can tweet them in, at nodunksinc. That's I-N-C on the end. Two new podcasts yesterday, in addition to, obviously, No Dunks in the Morning. And I am talking about No Buffs, our Survivor Recap podcast, which has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed. We had a blast breaking this one down. Talking about, talking about getting stuck in a mud net. Did you see that, Taz? Scary. Oh, it's, uh, very scary. Yeah. Ugh. Don't like that feeling. There's a little claustrophobia happening there. I agree. There. Yeah. It took people a really long time to get out of <laughs> They're there. They're still in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this was fun. A new Is This Good episode with special guest Renee Paquette from the AEW. Um, this was Trey, JD, Matteo, of course, and Renee. And that, Is This Good? has its own YouTube feed and its own podcast feed, so go subscribe to that. I haven't listened to this one yet, so I'm very excited for uh, later today or or the weekend. Was it a banger? It's a good one, yeah? I do believe. Uh, just like these new Is This Good graphics, it's good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't want to spoil things, but I would say my favorite moment was when I mentioned that we still have yams, who Renee knows from back in Toronto, and she's like, you still have yams? 
<laughs> wow, shocked her. <laughs> yeah. 14 years old, sweet yammer girls. <laughs> but you're not going to tell us here whether or not you kiss her on the lips. I can't, yes. can't give it away. Okay. Can't okay. give it away on this feed. Okay. It was, so dis- <laughs> it was so disappointing. I went for a jog this morning. I thought I had programmed that episode of Is This Good in my headphones, but I got Amir Blumenfeld instead. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that was a great episode. Amir I mean, I was Blumenfeld. on that one. It, it was, was fantastic. Good. It was good, but uh, I wanted Renee. You wanted Renee. I yeah. understand. Well, maybe, maybe you, have you subscribed to the new feed? Of course. Okay. Uh, of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, so go check those out if you haven't already. On today's Drop Podcast, uh, we are going to have some NBA fun where we're going to rank all the NBA title contenders and pretenders in tiers. Okay, we'll do that later in the show. We got Tweet of the Night. We got Rapid Fire Fun. But first, let's start with all the bullshit. <laughs> what an absolute garbage week for the NBA off the floor. Let's get into it, guys. Um, Net star Kyrie Irving, he apologized late last night for promoting a link to a documentary pushing anti-Semitic tropes, saying he takes full responsibility for his decision to share the content with his nearly 5 million followers. He posted the apology on his verified Instagram account hours after the Nets announced a five-game suspension for Kyrie. Here's a part of the post that he put up on Instagram. To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary. He had a lot more to say. I'm sure a lot of you have already read it by now. Um, But again, this was on the heels tasks of the Nets, not the NBA, handing him a five-game suspension on the heels of him talking to the media once again yesterday for five or six minutes where he said a whole bunch of nothing and didn't apologize in that. And he apologized in the post later at night. What do you think? This is exciting. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is just so much fun. Don't, can't we talk about this on our CRT podcast? Oh, actually, that's on a different feed. Mm. you got to subscribe to that in a different podcast. This, this is unfortunate. Obviously, he only came out with this written apology because he was suspended, which only happened because he had a six-minute the little press conference where he basically stood his ground yet again and couldn't say the words, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just came off as um, not understanding what a movie like this can do. That's essentially what it is. He still didn't understand it. He called it research that he was doing uh, in, into his black ancestry. And look, obviously, he's he's totally, totally allowed to do that. But while... While doing this research into his black ancestry, it's sort of under this guise of that he's embracing anti-Jewish tropes, which can literally get people killed. Mm -hmm. He's he's literally turning uh, this this feeling of, hey, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going in my life, where I've been in my life, where my people are from, into a channeling of blame and anger towards an entire race of people. And I I don't want to even amplify the things that were said uh, in this film and in this book and... People saying, well, well, why is it even on Amazon? That's, that's totally true. Uh, that's It's a different conversation about content moderation. Musk doesn't know what he's getting into on Twitter. It's a, it's a whole deep bag. But really, the, the question, forget about the whataboutism. The question is about Kyrie. And Kyrie promoted something which literally gets people hurt and and can, yeah, and can, like we've seen so many times, the, the, amount, the number of incidents of anti-Semitism 2021 was the most that's ever happened in the U.S. It's, it's you know, we, we saw a shooting a few years ago in Pittsburgh. There's, 
it's uh, it's it's just something that he didn't understand. So in that six minute press conference, which was very 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 difficult uh, to listen to, uh, I mean he he really he he, he just, simply just didn't understand. He simply just didn't understand what he is doing, and you know he's it was just it was difficult to listen to. He should be putting his energies, which which he is. He, he seemingly has good intentions. He should be putting them into other areas, other things to to help the black people right now. I mean, but to, into criminal justice reform, into something else other than, you know, promoting something, which he, he listen, he just simply he didn't understand. He should have understood it five days ago. He was given absolutely every opportunity to do that. And it it only resulted in this. Again, another another post we talked about a freaking apology yesterday, right? We was it yesterday? They're all blending yes. together. We talked about an apology yesterday that was written that wasn't enough. So he had to go to talk to to the public. No, nope, that's not enough. We got to suspend you. Okay, fine. I'll say I apologize in a post. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't feel like much. I bring that up because it, you know I'd rather I'd rather hear it. I'd ra- I, I and I'm sure every Jewish person around the globe would rather hear it as well. Trey, thoughts on this or where? The Nets go with Kyrie, what the future holds for, for these two? Yeah, I guess who knows. I mean, it's a five-game minimum suspension, yeah. right? And there are remedial things that Kyrie needs to check off, which we'll see if he does. Um, I'm kind of with Tass. It's hard to continue having takes on Kyrie Irving because it took a suspension and four times of asking for him to come through with, apolo- with an apology that ends up saying, sorry to have caused you pain. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. sorry I hurt your feelings, which is – Different than a real apology in my books, but I don't think we're going to get that from Kyrie Irving no matter how many times he's asked. Uh, so where do the Nets go from here? I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that Kyrie will be back on the court at some point because that's just what happens. Yeah, so. it, it feels like this is one of the remedial steps, right? The apology. Yeah, sure. So yeah, that was that's, one of them. That's check and there has to be some greater understanding of the Jewish faith and the Jewish people like Myers Leonard went through. So there's that, I guess he started, I guess mm-hmm. it, took, it took a suspension to, for, for the Nets uh, and for Kyrie to see somewhat eye to eye, but you're right. I mean, I, I wonder if Kyrie's fine with this in a way, like it, it, it feels like it to him, like he's you know standing his ground, but really it's, it's ignorance. It, that's what it comes down to. Unfortunately. What's your opinions on the way Commissioner Silver and the NBA have dealt with this or not dealt with this, I guess, maybe is a better way to put it uh, all week long here. They, I think everybody involved except for Kyrie is trying to give Kyrie the chance to get himself out of this rather than actually punish him. And it finally came to Adam Silver and the Nets realizing he's not going to apologize unless he's punished. So public pressure is kind of the only thing I think that's actually going to work here. To me, the NBA is not a proactive league, just in general. They're not, they're a very much reactive league. If people are talking about something and it seems like a problem, we will address it. This has been a story now for a week. And like, if Kyrie is debating what the definition of promotion is still at this point, it's ridiculous because this thing went to the top of the charts at Amazon because it shows up in every single story about this. And there have been stories about this now for a week. And that's exactly what he's doing is amplifying that message. So I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like wherever that people are going to get the apology they want from Kyrie Irving. And maybe he doesn't have it in him, which is pretty disappointing. I'm with you. Yeah. Reactive is a good word uh, for the league. And yes, 
we're talking about it now. It's it's it only has been amplified a ton. I've I've, I've had to go to Kyrie's Instagram page. You put the five letters of Kyrie in there. The Kyrie Jewish movie comes up. I mean, that's that's strictly what's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's yeah, it's all unfortunate. But as far as the NBA goes, they have given him the ability to try and understand what's going on and given him the out. Oh my God! Uh, many many yeah. times, all week long, <laughs> yeah. they did. Yeah. Uh, and again, it wasn't the NBA that suspended him; it was the Nets. Who knows how involved Silver was with uh, Josiah there and the Nets organization for the five-game suspension? After again that crazy uh, little media scrum that accomplished nothing. He just said a bunch of fucking words, is what he's really good at at times. Where you're like, huh, what? Hold on, what? What are you? <laughs> where are you going with this? What? And it's like, okay. Um, but then, yeah. After the five-game suspension, then we get the post. Uh, yeah, even even before the post, yeah, post, reading the the suspension release from the Nets, it felt like okay. Reading the first three paragraphs, he's never playing for the Nets again. But then you get to the bottom, and it's okay. Five games at minimum if he you know checks off these remedial procedures. So I, I think that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're they're still comfortable with him coming back, and yeah, he's gone through step one. It, it seems like with. Uh, the text that he sent out. Okay, well, we'll see uh, what comes next. By the time we're done talking about Kyrie, give it an hour and there'll be, uh, you know, something brand new to this story, I'm sure. Uh, In other shitty news, um, former San Antonio Spurs psychologist Hillary Cawthon is suing the Spurs and the team's uh, 2021 draft pick Josh Primo over alleged incidents involving indecent exposure by Primo. Uh, According to the lawsuit, which was filed yesterday on Thursday, Primo exposed himself nine times in front of Cawthon beginning in December 2021. Cawthon apparently then raised her concerns over Primo's conduct with Spurs GM Brian Wright in January 2022. These dates are sort of important here. But her repeated reports went ignored. On Thursday, Spurs CEO R.C. Buford he released a statement that read in part, we disagree with the accuracy of facts, details, and timeline presented today. While we would like to share more information, we will allow the legal process to play out. Most of you know this by now, but Spurs, the Spurs waived Primo last week after he had played just four games this season. Um, Primo's attorney, to, to, to you know give his side of the story here, his attorney, Primo, says, this is a complete fabrication, a gross embellishment, or utter fantasy this uh, indecent exposure nine times with this former Spurs psychologist. <laughs> Another great topic for you guys to weigh in on here, but and maybe there's not a lot to say on this one. Uh, I know I was quick, or maybe we were quick, or some of us were quick to when Primo was waived, we applauded the Spurs a little bit, like, oh, okay, way to move quickly on that. <laughs> but maybe that's not the case at all, if this is, to, if this is true with what she, she's saying here in her lawsuit. Yeah. That they knew for months and didn't do anything and oh just work from home and we'll make it we'll make it work we'll go yeah. from there uh, yeah in the words of Cawthon they took them you know 10 to 11 months here yeah. to do something correct and as you s- just slipped in there she was told to work from home and she lost her job essentially right, essentially right. during the summer they said oh we're not renewing your contract and seemingly that stemmed from Josh Primo and there are apparently other incidents of Primo exposing himself in a couple other states as well beyond uh, what happened with Hillary Cawthon so you know, putting a face to the name, uh, seeing her in a press conference, uh, as, as, as well as her lawyer makes it a far more real. And, yeah, there's not a ton to say now because you 
you know, you got to kind of wait and see. Um, putting a, a face also to the name of Brian Wright. Oh, the Spurs have a GM named Brian Wright. Didn't realize that. Uh, but um, here we are, and it's, uh, yeah, extremely, extremely unfortunate. Uh, obviously, you got to give Primo his time to say what he wants, but this is uh, another one. Another one. Yeah, pretty brave from Dr. Coppin to actually willingly have her name dragged through the mud and her picture out there and people talking about her and going forward with this lawsuit. Because like you're saying, Tass, uh, Primo wasn't released until there were additional alleged incidents. So I'm tending to believe Dr. Coffin on of this course. one. Um, we're just going to need a lot of transparency from the Spurs. I think yeah. going forward here, they are an organization that's usually pretty tight-lipped with everything. Nothing leaks from the Spurs uh, for the most part. And they're going to have a lot of questions to answer because people are going to want to know who knew what, when they knew it, and what they did about it. Because it feels like some people knew, and there wasn't much done until yes. it finally reached whoever made the call to, to let go of Primo. Yeah. So that will be the question going forward for sure. And uh, also yesterday, ESPN's Baxter Holmes reported that Miles Bridges, who is a restricted free agent uh, for the Hornets, he pleaded no contest to felony domestic violence charges in L.A. on Thursday. Uh, Bridges was charged in July after his girlfriend alleged he attacked her in front of their two children. Uh, if you remember, she posted very disturbing photos of the aftermath of the alleged incident. She said that he choked her, broke her nose, gave her a concussion. Uh, in the plea agreement with the L.A. District Attorney's Office, two of the three counts against Bridges were dropped. He was sentenced to three years probation, no jail time uh, as part of this deal with the prosecutors here. His NBA future, at least in the short term, it remains unclear. Um, it's possible he could still face disciplinary, disciplinary action from the league if he is signed with a team. Because under the CBA, they would have the right to suspend him, fine him, dismiss him, disqualify him from the league because uh, he pleaded no contest here. But he will not be doing jail time, three years probation. There's a bunch of courses he has to take. And, uh, and we'll, we'll see... I mean, you can't imagine a team signing him here, and I, I don't think. I would hope I not. I don't know. I would hope not. Um, I've honestly just got a lot of sympathy for all the women involved in all of these stories. Dr. Cawthon, uh, Bridges' partner, the victims of the Ime Udoka stuff that was happening, sure. which is going to surface once again once he is officially announced as the Nets head coach. And a lot of sympathy, honestly, for women who are NBA fans right now. It's it's got to be impossible to feel like the league cares at all. So hopefully nobody takes the risk and signs Miles Bridges. He is still a young player who had a good 24. season last year, but uh, that would be terrible. So, I mean, yeah. at least we got a little bit of an update on what's going on here. But the fact he could come back in the league, let's hope that is not the case. Yeah, I, I just not even thinking about the basketball part of things. I mean, he's got kids uh, that now he still has custody over with uh, along with the, the mother of the kids, there's a restraining order from the mother of the kids, uh, and the kids have to be transferred through a third party when when Miles Bridges does get custody. Yeah, he does have to go through a year's long worth of domestic violence counseling and parenting classes and community service and uh, weekly narcotics testing. So there's that. I mean, i just think it of the children mm -hmm. uh, and basketball. Who cares? Uh, he's uh, obviously he's set for life if he... Has taken care of his money, so if he doesn't, if he's not on a basketball floor anytime soon, I'm just thinking of the kids and what happens with these with his mother. 
And the final piece of news here, definitely not as extreme as those other three pieces, but uh, it's an injury-related piece of news, and it involves a star, James Harden. Oh, basketball. Yeah, he's expected to miss a month due to a right foot tendon strain that he suffered in the uh, game against the Wizards on Wednesday, I believe it was. Uh, So no James Harden here for what's that going to be, 14, 15 games? Let's call it that. Um, For the Sixers, who are off to a slow start here, and beads sort of out of the lineup uh, at times, how the Sixers go about replacing Harden's 35-plus minutes a game? I mean, obviously plays a ton. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, First, my first thought is maxi time. I'm excited to just see more maxi opportunities. Mm -hmm. Just having the ball more in his hands. Um, a few a few ways. Embiid was a monster last year when everything was going through him. Ben Simmons wasn't around. James Harden wasn't around. The second option was essentially Tobias Harris. He was so good. And he's gotten better the last four games. He's been hot, 30 points per game, 61% shooting. And they haven't been going to him as much. They were first or second the last three seasons in post-touches. Now they're sixth, so they could do a lot more of that. And I guess Tobias Harris as well. I mentioned him. He's shooting so many threes this year. Uh, half of his shots are threes, uh, which is like double the amount uh, that his career high average is, is, is like you know 24% hmm. or something like that. So we haven't seen the mid-range Tobias Harris. And I, I guess that's going to happen as well, which is uh, they got some pretty good alternatives here. And if it, if it just goes to Maxi and Embiid, this team should be all right. Um, so you think they could? Yeah, they can Rich, Rich Hoffman broke it down. I think. Yeah, I think they could be totally fine, especially if Embiid says, "All right, that's my team again." Yeah. Well, he's like in and out of the lineup. He's got a flu, I think, right now, and they're trying to keep him away from the team. I know that's going around. Yeah. I mean, this team came into this season with like all of this depth. That's all we kept talking about. Wow, look at these moves they made. And so we're gonna see it put to the test here early. I would think DeAnthony uh, Melton would start because that's what he was doing when Embiid was out. You know, he was in there. But Shake Milton, Trey, Thibel might get more of a chance here, more minutes at least. Yeah, sure. The Philadelphia, this is exactly why they have depth in Milton, Melton, House, and Thibel. Those guys are going to play a little bit more. I'm a Tass. I really think they'll be able to hold the fort quite fine. They played the whole first two-thirds of the season last year with basically Embiid and Maxi as the main guys. Yeah. Tobias Harris was there. They just added depth around them. James Harden is now Ben Simmons, just not playing for a month. The problem is the schedule's kind of tough. They've got Phoenix, Atlanta twice, Milwaukee, Utah's good right now, Minnesota, Brooklyn, Cleveland, and Memphis. They're playing a bunch of good teams, but as long as Embiid is able to recover from illness, get back on the court, and get back to playing like he was before he had his illness, I think that's going to be fine. I will say the questions I would have is, like, will this foot tendon strain linger for Harden? Because he wasn't the same player after the hamstring strain. Definitely more of a point guard. And coming into this season, like, he's kind of a little bit closer to his Houston self, right? Using a lot more possessions. So, that definitely, I, I thought there was some clunkiness there with the way they were using Embiid, the way they were using Maxi, and the way Harden was dominating the ball. They don't really have the chance to build that chemistry right now. Also, unsure of just how Harden will come back. Is he going to play, like, I'm using 30% of possessions or I'm using 20% of possessions? They don't have a chance to build that chemistry right now, which could be a problem uh, come playoff time. But in the meantime, they should survive. Fine. Yeah. And, and, like, how how in shape can he stay over this month of having a, a foot injury? This guy seems seems to be able to add or subtract 20 pounds uh, in, like, three days' time, uh, if you believe photos mm-hmm. you see half the time. So, like, <laughs> just can he stay in shape because of the injury, and how will he have to come back in slowly when he hopefully does return from them? Okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, that is definitely a great point because he always plays. 
He always plays until until last season yeah. where he missed a, a chunk of time. He plays every single night. And and there was the, the the 21 hamstring injury when he was with the Nets, and it was just he didn't look great. And it, when he came back, and I think it's interesting what they've done here. They've said they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks, but they're putting the timeline you know to that month. They've sort of extended it because they I think they want to take their time. But yeah, there is the the detriment of him coming back and not not running for a month. <laughs> so that's that's it's big. It is big. All right, let's take our first break. But when we come back. I think you're going to enjoy this. We are going to rank the contenders slash pretenders when we get into championship teams. we got a bunch of tiers for you guys, so don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, here in the Classic Factory, some Friday drop fun. Big picture topic here for you guys. We're two and a half weeks into the season. That's it. <laughs> Feels like months. I know, I know. But uh, That is breaking news. It doesn't feel like that. <laughs> we've seen most teams play, what, seven to nine games or so. So we've got an idea of some of these teams, some of them off to slow starts, some of them off to hot starts. I thought we could sort of rank which teams are the real title contenders, maybe which ones are the pretenders. And instead of just doing it all 30 teams at once, which could be a lot, I've put them into tiers. And I used BetMGM and their odds to win the title to help me make the tiers. Okay, so you can you can take offense to the tiers, but you're not coming at me. You're coming at the odds makers. Okay, uh, so tier one, and these are, this is the, obviously a tier that's uh, gonna have your real championship contenders here. What a graphic! Oh, top, graphic. top tier. It's this graphic. Tier yeah, one right. graphic. Tier one graphic. Okay. Going crazy. Five teams in tier one. We got the Celtics. Plus 500 to win the chip. Bucks right there with them. Tied, plus 500. The Warriors at plus 650. The Clippers at plus 700. And the Suns at plus 800. So I guess my first cue, Tass, is... What do you got? From those five, yep. you know, how would you be ranking them? And or, or even, who in that tier one are you saying, get the hell out of here? You're a pretender. Yeah, there's got to be a couple that you remove from there. There has a to couple, be eh? a couple. A couple. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, no. Well, okay. Have at it. Okay. I mean, one is one is certain for me, and the second, it could be debated. Okay. The Los Angeles Clippers, I think, they have to be taken out of there. Yeah. yeah. They should have been there to begin with. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. If if Kawhi is healthy, then he should be in there. Well, I know not, but he's he's he's, <laughs> he's never healthy. No, I know. But these were made before the season, essentially, and and. That's why they're in there. But yeah. but now he's not. He's played two games. <laughs> yeah. He's played two games. So yeah, he's supposed to be back, but you can't. You can't depend on it anymore. You just can't. Not right now anyway. So let's get him out of there. Okay, so you would bump them down. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And we all agree on that. <laughs> yep. These were definitely 
compiled before the Warriors lost to the Magic last night. <laughs> I, 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 hey, I checked this morning to see if it updated at all, yeah. and it hadn't. It. Had it moved. Okay, so they've lost four in a row. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't take them out, but uh, you, if, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't object to someone taking them out. Wow. Wow. To, to, be, because it, there's a clear tier one here with the Bucks. And then everybody else. Really, it's the Bucks. It should be the tier one you don't think to so. themselves. Okay, you don't think but so. the Celtics and Suns should join the party. That's cool. Those are the two other teams that are allowed to be there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Warriors. The, Come on, the defense, buddy. The Warriors are good. The I, Warriors are still good. They're trying to figure it out, obviously, these lineups here with the, yeah, the oldies and the youngies. Don't but, play the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Golden State starters, plus 24.1 net rating, the best in the league of any lineup that's played at least 75 minutes. Their starting lineup is still the best in the league. Just don't play Wiseman, and you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. So you're not taking them anywhere. No way. Off of the team. No way. They had a five-game losing streak last season and a four-game losing streak last season. Yeah, there was injuries with those, though. Everybody's healthy now. Hmm? Good point. Yes, yes, yes. When Draymond went out, it was was a problem for the Warriors last year. But honestly, like, Steve Kerr is just going to stop playing Wiseman, and they're going to be fine. I think that's the huge thing. 125 points per possession with James Wiseman on the court. You cannot play defense with Jordan Poole as your point guard and James Wiseman as your center. Wiseman is basically a rookie center at this point with how little he's played during his college career, during his first couple of years in the NBA, and he does not play Warriors basketball at all. Like, he wants the ball in the post to catch it and post up, and that ain't going to happen on this team, so... Sooner or later, they're just going to play Jermichael Green and Kuminga off the bench. Kuminga hasn't been very good either. Um, But the Warriors will mothball the development plan to try and win another title, Mm. and it'll be all good. Will they trade any of those guys? (laughs) Who wants Wiseman? To really lean into it. No, I mean, package them together and try and get, like, more of a a guy that could contribute to the trying to repeat. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The problem to me is that when you see Wiseman on the court, he's got no feel. And every time he plays, he's probably lowering his trade value. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Probably true, at least what we've seen the last couple of games, no doubt. What'd you think of that Magic uh, win over the Warriors last night? Entertaining finish. Absolutely. My God, the shot making in that one was great. It was, yeah. And even Wiseman's minutes have been dropping uh, recently, and in in they only played nine minutes in that one, but the fourth quarter was a blast. Yeah, the Jalen Suggs game. Yeah. I mean, really getting up into Steph, the turnovers, and then hitting shots where, oh, this is going to be an ugly possession, <laughs> and just bombs away after uh, 20 seconds of nothing uh so yeah the, the magic are fun for a couple of those unfortunately that it doesn't last all that long with the magic it's happen it happens every year but it's fun they're a darling for a little while and yeah they have so many guys that you can get excited about and, and Suggs and franz and cole sitting on the bench there and others yeah for sure People so said the magic were making a run at the playoffs this year and know. the pistons oh well, people were tr- trying to debate which one for sure neither Neither. Check the tears. <laughs> Check the tears. Well, they ain't winning a title. I know that. Uh, I would have – I think we're all agreeing that the Bucks are number one with a bang. They don't even have Middleton, and they're kicking ass here. Uh, I would have Suns number two right now in terms of ranking. I think they're being overlooked because it's a classic, like, uh, this team's been so good in the regular season for a while now, and then, you know, they, well, yeah, they made it to the finals, but then, of course, last year they get embarrassed by the Mavericks. So people are like, all right, you know, just do it. Once again, come playoff time. That sucks to say. But, man, they're first offensively and fifth defense. Uh, Playing their own game. They play at their own pace, that team led by Chris Paul, uh, in terms of uh, being traffic control cops. So, they're damn good. They really, really are here. It's almost going to be weird to see what they do with Aiton (laughs) when they could, in theory, trade him. 
if that is even still a thing with this team, if they're, if they're like at the top of the West come that time, you know, in January. It's a great question. Uh, to me, they are probably the most surprising team in Tier 1, considering how we thought going into the season. But you hear all the time, you just start winning some games, and that cures all the problems in the locker room. That's actually true with the Suns. Yeah. Like, nobody cares that Jay Crowder's gone right now. Nobody cares that they had problems with DeAndre Ayton over the summer. Yeah. It's a better vibe shift, no mm-hmm. doubt, for the Suns. So, yeah, I think they belong here, but... I still don't think they'll win the title, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're in they're in that tier. They're in the tier. Okay, um, let's go to tier two. This is a big one, one of the bigger tiers. It's got seven teams. Okay, we've got the Nets there at plus fourteen hundred. The Nuggets and Grizzlies are both plus eighteen hundred. This is to win the championship. Uh, remember, Mavericks plus two thousand. Seventy Sixers plus two thousand. The Cavaliers. Ooh, that looks like a tasty bet, doesn't it? Uh, plus twenty two hundred. And the Heat right there with them at plus 2,200. Tass, this big tier two. Uh, is there anyone you want to get the hell out of it? And really then who, maybe give me one or two teams that you sort of have at the top that could be knocking on the door for that tier one. Well, yes. So we removed one team from tier one. Mm-hmm. Do we have to put one in? Because ah. if there's one to put in, <laughs> it's got to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's got to be. Just throw them up there. I know this tier, tier is full of very good teams. Mm-hmm. Other than the Brooklyn Nets, what the heck are they doing in, in this tier? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why they're here. Uh, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are damn impressive. Their point differential is plus 10 points. They are beating teams by plus 10 points, including that one loss that they had where Darius Garland uh, was out against the Toronto Raptors, right. another a great team. Uh, so they are absolutely rolling. I think they have all the attributes of a championship team. I think they've answered all the questions. I they're not too small in the backcourt to play defense. I, I think Donovan Mitchell is back, baby. I, I think they are deep enough. And uh, I, I think, yeah, the, the the locker room is good enough to envelop Donovan Mitchell, put him on a pedestal. Darius Garland is fine being sort of the, the guy who plays alongside Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell getting most of the, the crunch time shots. Evan Mobley is also okay with being far more of a secondary or even a tertiary guy on this team. I know there's really good teams in this tier too, mm-hmm. but the Cavs, as much as you know, we don't really anoint teams until they do it. Uh, yeah. You know, we're reactive, just like the NBA. But I, I think the the Cleveland Cavaliers have they've done everything without Darius Garland for most of this. So I, I think, yeah, maybe I'm a value man at plus twenty two hundred as we have them here. But they've impressed more than the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Sixers. Or Heat, and I'm not even going to say the Nets' name again because they do not belong here. <laughs> okay. Trey, what are your thoughts on this tier? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tass that the Cavs are certainly the most interesting, but if I were a betting man, I would say conference finals, more likely than actual NBA finals. Yep. They've got five guys shooting 40% from three or better right now. That is Ooh. not going to be the case for the entirety of the season unless Dean Wade is a 60% three-point shooter. <laughs> if he is, then I would maybe consider the Cavs a favorite here, uh, but they've been great to start the season. The other team that I think could, by the end of the season, be knocking on the doors of Tier 1 is the Dallas Mavericks. They are being slept on big time right now. They've got the second-best offense in the league because they got Luka Doncic, who's on absolute fire right now. They're 4-3, and so the record doesn't look great, but they lost uh, opening night by two points. They lost to the Pelicans by two points, and they lost to the Thunder in overtime. They could be 7-0 pretty easily right now if Luka hits three game winners. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they just got to pray that that guy can hold up for uh, 82 games and then a couple of months in the postseason because it's uh, live or die by Luca. That's how they run their offense, yep. and he's that damn good. Uh, but, man, that guy picks up an injury. That team is going to tank real quick, uh, I think, in my opinion. But, yeah, uh, making a case for them. You've been high on the Mavericks. Uh, I haven't been as high, but they have looked decent. All those teams – I mean, you can make a case. You really can. Obviously, like your 76ers and your Nuggets, let's say, with having MVP-like centers uh, where you're like, okay, in a series, we could have the best guy on the floor, you know, if he's healthy and operating. I'm talking about Jokic and Embiid. Sure, you like our chances there. Uh, the Nets, yeah, get rid of them. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing they're plus 1,400 still. Like, who would be betting on that? I mean, that's a lot of love for Kevin Durant. And we're they gonna- got to they gotta have an L.A. team and a New York team. Yeah, high on the odds list. Just, just and it ain't gonna be the Lakers in the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, yeah, the Mavs can get better too. They can make a starting lineup change. Javale McGee has not been all that juicy. You know, Dwight Powell is alive. Um, Christian Wood can come in there because I do think Luca could use a little bit more help. It just it's just a struggle every single game. He's showing like it in offense. I know, I know, but they can get better. I think they can get better. They were first earlier this week. <laughs> they dropped I, I, I just mean, I just mean, <laughs> Suns clips them. Uh, we know Luca is incredible in April and May and June. It's just he could use some help here in the in these months. I, I don't think so. I, I mean, like they're not missing Brunson at all. No, not really. Not one bit. I mean, it'd be nice to have one more ball handler at them, but they got Wood can handle the ball. Spencer Dinwiddie can handle the ball. Yeah, it just comes down to missed shots. Like you're right. If they pick up an injury. It could go badly, but that's true for the Bucks. They, that's they, true for the Warriors. If you miss your best player, you're not in the championship tier. That's why we're saying the Clippers shouldn't be there. Yeah, they miss Brunson in the sense when Luka goes to the bench to have someone operate the unit when he's on Christian Wood's averaging 20 a game. Yeah, but yeah, they, the drop-off is dra- – I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm going to guess it's pretty damn drastic when Luka is not out there with anybody. Yeah. Christian Wood or not. I mean, Brunson, that it was is. what he was good at last year, it especially is. when Luka went down with injury. That's, and it. that's a good MVP case. It's it's like the Steph Curry effect of a couple of years ago when they didn't have anyone really. Their, their bench struggled. It's good for the MVP case. Oh, sure. For, for, yeah. the, for the plus minus. Uh, but, they, yeah, they I think internally they could get better. Christian Wood obviously has been better than they expected. Absolutely. He's falling out. Yeah. All right. Tier three, then, is five teams. Some fun teams in the mix here. Pelicans plus three thousand, Wolves plus thirty five hundred, the Raps plus four thousand, the Hawks plus five thousand, and there's the Lakers at plus five thousand as well. You got LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. You're gonna win half your games. <laughs> That's what it turns out. Um, yeah, thoughts on tier three? You gotta start a trade. Pels and the Lakers are the only team worth a bet here. None of the other three teams, Timberwolves, Raptors, Hawks, have a chance at winning the championship. Mm-hmm. I don't really think the Lakers do either, but like you're saying, they have LeBron and AD. Yeah. Perhaps they're able to pull some kind of a trade with Westbrook. At least they play defense. Like, they play defense, they have LeBron and AD. If they're healthy, you've got a puncher's chance. And I feel kind of the same about the Pelicans. They just have so many talented players that it could click and they could go to a conference finals. But I don't, <laughs> I don't think the Timberwolves, Raptors, and Hawks are realistic championship contenders. Don't. Of those three, who do you have the most faith in? <laughs> yeah, that's Just a so, leading question because yeah. you know the answer. Well, Wolves, Raps, and Hawks. Okay, of course so you think it's, it's the Raptors. Raps. Because why? Because they, they play defense the way Siakam is playing. Yeah. Okay. So that's an MVP-level player at this point, mm-hmm. uh, Pascal Siakam. They're smacking teams. I know, the, forget about the Spurs plus 43 that they just put on the San Antonio Spurs who didn't have their two best backcourt players. 
they're they're beating teams pretty badly. Uh, they're plus eight points, which is you know one of the the best point differentials in the league mm-hmm. because they play D every single possession. And and Scotty Barnes, uh, it's it's all about Scotty. It's all about his growth. I think they they need a, a secondary ball handler guy that can make things happen. Scotty has shown he can do that. I mean, the defense is is, is phenomenal. What are, you, what are you laughing about over the there? The Raptors have won their last two games by 73 points. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, That's honestly hot. crazy. Please don't tell me about point differential. When they played eight games and won their last two by 73. <laughs> well, you gotta That's play. nine points a game right there. you got to play the games in front of you, Trey. And you they're do, doing you it. You do. They smack the Hawks. They're they better smack. than the Hawks, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. of, this, of this tier, um, yeah, you the, the Pelicans obviously are – They've got that the hu- the biggest range. They could be, uh, you know, one of the darlings of the NBA and get to a conference finals. It feels like, obviously, the Lakers got you know a couple fantastic players and they have moves to be made. Uh, but the Raps are a fifty win team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, you are good in this league, and it's only two and a half weeks into the season, so take it with a grain of salt. But you are generally a damn good team in this league, and maybe have a chance to go far in the playoffs or a postseason run. If you're top five or flirting with top five on both sides of the ball, that uh, that is nothing new. And the Raptors right now, yeah, they've uh, had some easy, easy wins. It's inflated the numbers, but they're third offensively, which is a bit of a surprise with the Toronto Raptors. And now a lot of that is Siakam and him just balling out. And then defensive rating, which we thought would be fifth or sixth, and that's where they are. So that's great. And it's a great start for them. They're 5-3 and three right now. And it's the transition, the transition game as well that they're – they're juicing. They're 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 getting into it. Yeah, I've said their offense is their defense. Yeah, which, for sure. Which goes away in the postseason. Good point. So that's yeah, that's that's the worry. We need we need somebody. Uh... Well, that was like the Grizzlies last year, right? Yeah. I mean, it goes it, it, it goes it's away. diminished in the in a postseason uh, yeah. for sure, where a lot of your points are coming because of your defense. You know, teams take care of the ball a little bit more in in a, in a postseason. So is Kevin Durant available or not? Buy low, buy low. They just need one juicy go-to guy who can, you know, he, Kevin Durant would love playing with this team. I, you're talking about the Raptors. Oh, I'm talking about the yeah, Raptors. Yeah, yeah. They, that's all I, I told need. Trey the other day before you came into the office, I was just driving into work, you know, zoning out a little bit after all of this Nets drama with what was going on. I was like, huh, is Masai Ujiri just going to come in here, drop the low ball offer, Portland. you know, that's still at least enticing enough to the Nets where they go, all right, KD, go, just go. <laughs> you know, he... It's now, you know he's trying. You know it's he's now calling. or never. It's now or never for Kevin Durant. If you want to get value, the most value back. Oh, what for, are you going to wait? Yeah, what are you going right, to wait right, even right. longer until yeah. you know next season? It'll be thirty-five. It's uh, it's when are they going to pull the plug on, on this thing? Mm. Because I feel that's you know I, I'm obviously I'm in the moment right now where things are dire. But I felt that way. I, I felt they, they're not going to resign Kyrie. So what are they doing Yeah, here? but they're, the last-ditch effort, I know it's not official yet, which is a little weird, is to bring in Yudoka yeah. and to see what he can do with KD as your star and then remember all the other pieces. And can you can you turn it around here early and, and get it going? Yeah, and this... If they can, I'm with you. Then they, they would be wise to like get whatever they could for Kevin Durant and sort of start over. And this stubborn dedication to trying to be a really good team right now when you can try and trade these guys for draft picks. I know they've given up their draft picks and pick swaps to the Rockets Mm -hmm. in the James Harden deal. But you can get some back here and just be bad. Uh, And and you also give up another one for Royce O'Neal. I I understand it's, it's kind of hard to go back and reverse and, and, but it's, uh, it's done. Cut the, cut the losses. (laughs) Cut the losses. I think. Uh, Tier four. We're getting into teams that 
have very little chance, just like Tier 3, to win the title, but Tier 4 has the Bulls at plus 6,600, the Blazers plus 8,000, who are off to a hot start, uh, the Knicks plus 12,000 plus, and the Hornets and Wizards plus 25,000. You can make a lot of money if the Hornets and Wizards go on to win the title if you put some coin on them. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not asking you from this bunch who's going to win the title, but Trey, do you think the, the Bulls or the Blazers should be more up in a Tier 3 or... Hell, even sell me on a tier two if you want for either of those. Uh, I guess I would say big market bias also in effect here for the Bulls having better odds to win the championship than the Blazers. The Blazers are five and two, and they will have Damian Lillard, a legitimate All Star, knocking on the edges of MVP candidate. Sure, sure. And you know, DeRozan was that last year, but he hasn't always been that. It's been a solid start to the season for the Bulls, but unless they can figure out a way to play all their games Monday through Thursday. I don't think they're actually going to be making a run at the championship here. <laughs> Hold on. Is Friday a weekend day? Well, here's the thing. This? It's it's complicated. Oh, okay. is it? Okay, break it down. If they played a game before 5 p.m. on a Friday, I would consider it a weekday game. But they play all their games Friday night. That's oh, so the weekend, you know? the weekend starts yeah. after 5 o'clock. I'm like, okay. the, Bulls, the Bulls play the Celtics tonight. They're going to lose. It's Friday night. Because it's Friday night? Yeah. And you're counting that as part of the weekend. Yeah, it's the part of the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> Even though it's not a weekday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Are you, I, you're I, fine hey, with way, calling Friday the weekend? I'm not. Hey, Saturday there was a lot of support for my idea about 28 days in every month at a 13th month. A lot of people, <laughs> like four of you, are on board with that. Smarch. We're bringing in Smarch. Sorry. So, so, uh, no, that's good. I have a question for you from these five teams that we showed you in Tier yeah, 4. Yeah, the Bulls have lost on Friday twice. It's yes. right. <laughs> yeah, okay. which, uh, which of these five teams here, Bulls, Blazers, Knicks, Hornets, or Wizards, which team has surprised you the most? Either positively or like, oh, I thought they were going to be better than this start here after two and a half weeks. Where would you go? I think it's the Blazers. I think um, – Yeah, you were yeah. doubting them. Yeah, like like a lot of people were well, doubting them. Well, you know, if, if 500 is a good season for them. But, uh, yeah, they – I, th- I think it's a tiny bit of things have gone their way at the end of games, and that's how they've gotten W some close games, the overtime games. Um, I, but I, I have been very impressed by mm-hmm. how they've been on a string, how they want to play D together. The locker room is great. I was very excited for Chauncey Billups at the beginning of next year, just as as far as being an an X's and O's motivator type guy, and it's seemingly it's working out. Pretty well, so I think there. Uh, I, I think the Wizards is. <laughs> I know no one's like super excited about the Washington <laughs> Wizards, but a twenty plus twenty five thousand dollar play. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a good one. Um, maybe I'm in Kevin Durant mode, but that's where KD is from. Add that, <laughs> oh God! They have they have players. They have players to trade. <laughs> It's not. A, it's not a good. It's. It's not. Oh, so the you're best looking thing. at these bottom tier teams, going, "Who? Yeah, could get like a Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm, to jump them up a couple of tiers. I'm quite gullible. I'm quite naive, <laughs> but I'm not naive enough to think that these last. You know, what are we talking about? We're talking about here like the the 18th to 24th te- best teams in the NBA are going to win a championship. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. This yeah. this ain't at the NHL. I mean, it just doesn't happen in basketball. Yeah. So. They would have to get a superstar player. That's what you need in the NBA. And, yeah, 
the Wizards have names to trade for Kevin Durant. <laughs> you want a Denny Avdia? He's going to be a player in this league for a long time. I can fool you on a Rui Hachimura. I've been fooled many times on a Rui Hachimura. <laughs> uh, uh, Porzingis looks better than ever, oh, baby. Yeah, he does. So, yeah, an all-star, no, I guess. None of these teams. Uh, well, is there anyone that's surprising to you? Bulls, Blazers, Knicks, Hornets, Wizards. It goes up and down with these teams. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. I mean, I, I was higher than most on the Blazers coming into the season. I was excited to see, like, could they put together a competent defense uh, with some of the additions, you know, Grant and I know Gary Payton II's barely has he even played yet. No, he hasn't, right? Um, and like Nurk holding it down. So that makes, like, that's crazy. They're plus 8,000 still. Like, with Damian Lillard, uh, you know, it should be better than that. Uh, but the Knicks and the Hornets I thought would be garbage. They've actually been better than they I thought they would be. And who was the last team there? The Wizards? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've surprised me. Yeah. Oh, God, stop showing that, J.D. We don't need to see these teams. <laughs> All right, final tier. <laughs> final tier is uh, eight teams. They're all plus 50,000 to win. Tass, that means if I put a dollar on either of these teams? A hundred. I put a hundred, thank you. A hundred dollars yeah. would win me 50,000. Yeah, yeah that's uh, it. I guess a dollar would win you 5K, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If, that, if, if, if a, they'll if, take that bet. I'm yeah. not sure they would. Minimum $5 bet, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you can win a lot of money if you believe in the Pistons, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Thunder, the Magic, <laughs> the Kings, the Spurs, and the Jets. Look, some of these teams on this list. The Utah Jazz. Last I checked, were like some of the best teams in the Western Conference in terms of records, right? We got the Spurs, the Jazz. They're top five in the Western Conference right now. What gives with that? The Jazz are six and three. Yeah, Spurs are five and three. Um, any thoughts on this this list here? Like, who's who's the best of this bunch? Go ahead, Tess. <laughs> I think it's the Jazz. Really? End of the season? Like, not right now. Obviously uh, yeah, the they obviously they have the us. best record. If, yeah. Okay. The Jazz are likely going to sell a few of their players. It's poss- It's impossible. Trader Danny? Trader Danny. I, th- <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Danny Ainge will not trade Kelly Olenek, but I think he may trade some others. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got eight teams here. I would say if all these eight teams held their rosters to the end of the season, the Utah Jazz would have the best. Wow. Record. Okay. Wow. 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 Yeah. But you we got to check. We got to check Holmgren out. That would that would help. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going Jess. That's the question, right? Is that the question? Oh, sure. Let's put, let's put it Who's this Who's going to have the best record of those eight teams? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the year. If the Kings can find a way to package Fox and Sabonis <laughs> for Kevin Durant, <laughs> I think they can make a run at getting into Tier 3. I'll just say it. Uh, honestly, I would pick – Wow. It's still early enough, but I would pick the Kings to have the best Yeah! Same here. <laughs> Why? 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 Why would we do Why that? Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. This is just a belief for literally no reason. You know, I don't think the Kings have done anything to start the season that's that encouraging. No. Uh, but still, but still, they've got guys whose names I know. <laughs> uh, and I like that. But um, favorite team to watch of these bottom feeders here, I would say is the Magic. They've been a really fun watch yep. early in the season. Boncaro is already one of the most watchable players in the league. To me, and Franz Wagner has translated from FIBA to the NBA, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of love uh, from those eight bottom teams in, in Tier 5 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They, they lost last night to the Nuggets, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, that was a close game until the fourth quarter, really. And SGA, another insane game. His line was unreal. Like, his shooting percentage is through the roof. Takes no threes. Uh, it's, it's a fun little wrinkle. So, 
you know, the way they played, they're the best record of those teams too at uh, at four and four, five hundred team. What do you mean the best record? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. The Jazz and How Spurs. How dare you disrespect the Jazz? <laughs> I at forgot about them. Six and three. They're forgettable. They're gonna trounce the Lakers tonight. Trounce them oh, and go up to team. seven and three. It's a solid team. They're gonna. You, they're gonna do you. You were wrong about a Lakers pick last Friday. Oh, the Wolves. <laughs> well, the Wolves. Uh, yeah, I can't. I said the Lakers were gonna have their first win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, could be, I, I, I could be wrong tonight. Uh, listen, we're picking from the bottom teams. We're picking, we're talking Franz, and, and listen, it's exciting to see some of those guys make plays. But uh, you're talking about a devout from the Magic. Yeah, it's fun to watch these these young guys make plays. Then you look at the Utah Jazz. These are just developed Magic players. They're just older, <laughs> developed players yeah. who who you're are actually a, right, man. Yeah, they're like sort of a bunch of misfits, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they're doing it, baby. Yeah. All yeah. right. You, okay. But, but you think they'll probably make a move or two to like actually hurt their chances of winning I some guess. of these games? They got to trade Conley, I guess. I what? guess. I don't know. Danny's. You never know with Danny. You never, <laughs> you never know. With Danny. know. Uh, let us know your thoughts on our five tiers there when it comes to uh, NBA title contenders or pretenders. Let us know who you're moving around, who's got the craziest odds, who you're putting a buck on from those lower teams to uh, go in and win it all. Shock the world. Let us know. <laughs> please, uh, please we're going to take uh, our final break here. When we come back, though, lots more still to get to. we got pick em results. we got tweet of the night and rapid fire fun. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, pick them results from last night. Our game was the Nuggets Thunder game. Denver, they were the favorites by five and a half points. Uh, it was looking good for OKC and Trey's pick uh, for a lot of it. Third quarter especially where OKC went on a massive run and then it flipped there in the fourth. Denver shut them down and sort of blew the game open. Uh, so they covered that six-point spread, five-and-a-half-point spread. So it's a win for Tass and I. That was my first win here for the month of November. Uh, Tass goes to 2-1. and one. Trey and I are 1-2. and two. So what's tonight's game? Well, is everyone tired about talking Brooklyn Nets? 
Oh, we're doing it one more time, baby. One more time. Here we go. Uh, they're visiting the Washington Zards. Oh, Zards. And the, the Nets are the road dogs. Yes, they should be the road dogs. <laughs> yeah, they, we just weird, had them in yeah. tier two. Well, we didn't. The, the odds makers did. But, uh, you know, I'm taking them here because, honestly, because there's no Kyrie. <laughs> and Ben Simmons isn't playing. I'm fine with that. I think they're going to win with, just, with you know, KD as their guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this team, it could be weird. The coach bump didn't work. Maybe the, play, the player <laughs> the, the bump. The player suspension yeah, bump. Yeah. Their second best player by far. Not being there is going to work. I don't know. How, I, that's that's the weird thing. Who's going to score? I guess they'll play defense. Kevin Durant's going to score 50 points 40 tonight. 40 shots. 40 shots KD, for KD. KD for 50 points tonight. All right. Lock it in. Lock but, it in. But anyway, the Wizards will probably cover and win by three. <laughs> you yeah. guys got the Wizards. But we got a really nice sked. We got Bulls versus the Celtics. We got Raps versus Luka. Ooh. Uh, Ooh that's nice. That's, that's nice. Warriors, Pelicans, Bucks, Wolves. Raps versus Luka. Can Lakers. Nick Nurse and all the 6'9 uh, guys, 6'8 guys, finally figure out a way to slow him down? OG, OG and Box one. Yeah, OG in the fourth quarter. Have fun with that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. All right, some great games tonight. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, a little bit of a weird tweet of the night from me. Why not? Uh, Drake and 21 Savage released their new album uh, yesterday, last night, uh, titled Her Loss. Uh, one of the songs on the album is called More M's, and one of the lyrics, at least tweeted by at League Fits with a photo, is out at Saga City Palladium skating through this album like a Montreal Canadian. Now, it's actually wrong. Leak fits. The lyric is used to be in Saga out at Sega City Palladium, skating yeah. through this album like a Montreal Canadian. And then there's a photo of Donovan Mitchell rocking the uh, Habs jersey there. But I just wanted to bring this up because, Tass, you must have, must have gone to Sega City Palladium, right? I worked there. Hell yeah. The first summer it opened. <laughs> Hell yeah, you did. Oh, I, I was, didn't know that. Uh, I was sniffing gasoline out there on the go kart track. Go kart track, yeah, yeah, six yeah. Months, six months out there. I had so much fun. <laughs> Couldn't have been six months. I guess I worked at Palladium for six months. The go-karts couldn't have been open six months. This is Canada. We're about. Uh, wow. Tell the people, what was Sega, Sega City Palladium like? Well, I mean, what? It's a, you know, a knockoff Dave & Buster's. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, they had batting cages. That was a lot of fun. Yeah? I guess it's closed down now. It did. But it had, it had a, a couple, great run. A couple years ago. Yeah. Just a couple years ago. So really good it. run. Really good run. That was one of my first out there jobs. I was 16. Having fun. Having so much fun. <laughs> I was sitting, I mainly sat on the uh, the bridge on the go-kart track. I was the overseer a lot of the time. Uh, what maybe, did you do? Well, people spun out. I gotcha. Oh, help them. <laughs> yeah, run over, turn their car around, pat on the head. Go get him, kid. Uh, I've made a lot of friends out there. A lot of friends there. Did you ever see Drake at uh, Sega City, Sega City Palladium? I guess so. I guess he was out there in yeah. Saga City. Yeah. Uh, hang, hanging out. Uh, yeah, I, I did, also did a Google of this li- lyric. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I'm like, I'm, I must be missing something. Drake did pop up, but it wasn't uh, directly from the song, I guess, because it was slightly incorrect. But anyway. Well, yeah, that, I believe League Fitz just went with out at Saga City Palladium. But I think he says in the song, I listened to it this morning, used to be in Saga out at Sega City Palladium. <laughs> I like the Sega City part. I think that's important that the Palladium was was sponsored by Sega. Very important. <laughs> so that I, was a Sega guy. I actually just found that out. 
You didn't know that part. No. It was just called Palladium. <laughs> right. For all, for all of us. Yeah. I'm ready to play. Uh, a lot of playing happened. Uh, and if you were wondering how powerful the Drake sports curse is, I checked the NHL scores last night. And, yep, when you know it, the Canadians lost to the Winnipeg Jets in <laughs> overtime. Mm. Drake just mentioning the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Gave him the L. Because that's like his thing, right? He shows up uh, or rocks a jersey or supports mm-hmm. or bets or whatever, and the team always loses. Yeah. Or at least that's our selective memory when it comes to the Drake sports curse. Okay. Any, any thoughts on the Habs jersey uh, that Mitchell was rocking? Really nice jersey. Uh, that's not Sweater. recent. That's, I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't I mean, think so either. I was glad to hear you say that because I was like, those jeans are a little dated. Yeah, I, I think it's old. So I'm think... <laughs> glad to hear it was more like a 2018 sort of thing. But Wow. A goal from P. Dubois last night for the Jets, huh? <laughs> got it past, got it past uh, S. Montembeau in the goal there for the Canadians. Oh, of course, like that's you, crazy. I like how you just throw the the first initial out there. Is that his full name? P. <laughs> S. I'm guessing. Uh, I guess uh, Pierre Dubois and yeah, Samuel Montembeau. <laughs> guessing. I, uh, I don't know. I was about to, I was about to Who look knows? up the NHL. Uh, standings as soon as you start talking about the Canadians, but I held myself back. Okay. Like, I feel like I know all about sports right now. I know about baseball. I know about the NFL. But not hockey. Hockey no. is no just way. so – it feels foreign to me. It doesn't even feel like it's going on right now. Yeah. Because you're right, all the other sports going on. <laughs> we'll start dabbling a little bit. Uh, no pucks coming soon to a podcast feed near you. Uh, I know you're listening to a lot of Tim McGraw right now, but have you listened to any Drake and Savage uh, yet? Uh, I didn't listen to okay. it yet. I did see Drake was getting dragged this morning, though. Oh, oh no. What happened? Uh, oh. Taking Tory Lanez's side in the controversy with oh, Megan God. Thee Stallion. Oh, God. It's Team Megan over here. Okay, so. okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know the, uh, yeah, it's, the drama. Just like, why, why are you supporting Tory Lanez, Drake? Oh. would be my main question. Okay, okay. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Literally, it's Pierre-Luc Dubois and Sam Montembeau. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's crazy. That's honestly crazy to me. <laughs> you called it. Yeah. All right, let's uh, wrap up this Drop Podcast with some rapid-fire fun. JD has the questions this week. We've got the answers. Let's do it. Yeah, guys, uh, this week we found out we're going to have to pay 8 bucks a month <laughs> to keep our blue check marks on Twitter. Well, I ain't paying it. Uh, so I'm going to be leaving the Verified Club. Uh, don't know about you guys, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, and the Verified Club is a club that, let's face it, I had no business being a part of. <laughs> How did you get it? Oh, I don't know. You or, barely tweet. Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe I just, like, you know, keep it close to the vest. Yeah. You see why uh, you know it's legit. <laughs> anyways, I had no business being part of that club. Tell us about a time you were somewhere you weren't supposed to be skeets. Uh, Grade 8, club picture day. And so the way they did it was uh, they would, you know, everybody's in their classrooms, and they would call on the PA uh, speaker, hey, if you're in chess club, come on down to the gym, get in, take your photo, get your photo taken for the uh, the yearbook. And so for some reason, uh, my buddy Grish... Our buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, uh, and my buddy Dub, we decided let's just see how many pictures we can get in, how many club photos we can get in. <laughs> so every time someone got called, we would just go down, and no one put up a fight. Like we weren't in chess club, we weren't in theater club, but we would just stand in the photo, and no one cared to be like these guys aren't a part of this club. We are in every photo, 
every club photo in this yearbook in grade eight. That's so good stuff. we didn't belong in in you know eighty percent of them, <laughs> I guess. Some of them we actually were in, but uh, yeah. I don't know why no one said get out of here. <laughs> but These I guys guess are you, in a lot of extracurriculars. <laughs> you just act like you've been there. Yeah, we're like yeah. Max Rushmore or something like <laughs> yeah. that. That's our answer. Yeah. Love That's, it. We, we struggled for getting yearbooks in grade eight. You oh, guys yeah. had yearbooks? Oh, I was in the yearbook club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good one. Fassy. Uh, well, I went to an Atlanta Braves game and uh, had a fun time. Game's over. Four of us are ready to leave. Danielle and a couple friends of ours. And uh, as we've talked about, Ubers are ridiculously hard to come by. Mm -hmm. And so I see it's coming on my app. I see it's just drove by. So I start sprinting out of the the, the reserved rideshare area. I, I get out of there. I, I sprint. I'm sprinting after the car, <laughs> and, and a police officer flags me and says, "Hey, get back over there!" And so I say. All right, you know, I put my hands up. All right, no problem. And so I start to proceed uh, back to where I came from. I'm, I'm basically going back. I was on the road uh, at the time, and I was going back to where I came from. He goes, no, 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 this way, around the, the fencing that they had put up, this pointless fencing. And so I had to go by the police officer, like directly by the police officer. And, uh, you know, no one was happy. No one was happy with the situation. We're sitting there for hours waiting for an Uber. So he said, you know, he's was feisty with me I, was, I got pretty close to his face i smelled his breath i smelled what he had for dinner it wasn't tasty and uh at some point i, I like i said you know I, I said something about the ride share program and danielle had to grab me and get me out of there because who knows what was gonna happen I said so. something about the ride share <laughs> <laughs> they've got this fence so weird. thanks yeah, for having a fence here yeah, for horrible. no point uh get some freaking cars here is this a world-class organization or not <laughs> It's it's like the Bermuda Triangle when you go to a Braves game. You might not come out. No. Yeah, you're there for years. We've, we've lost friends at that stadium. <laughs> yeah, never seen it's them again. R.I.P. Uh, what do you got there? Okay. Uh, I went to a Catholic college, and there were sort of strict regulations for freshman dorms. Like there were there was a curfew for boys being in the girls' dorm, girls being in the boys' dorm, vice versa. Spent the night in the girls' dorm once. Ooh. On accident. On accident, Mom. <laughs> As happens. As happens. Yep. As happens. I got there before the time before the security guard you gotta check in does. And then but then I was like, well I can't go down now. I can't go down now or I'll be caught. I'll be exposed and they'll get me out of here. Mm -hmm. So I had to stay over the entire night. Yeah. But I couldn't go down to the bathroom. <laughs> oh. Because that's where the security guard was. I would have to walk right past. Hmm. Should have caught me. So I held it the whole night. <laughs> the whole night, man. Woke up the next morning, peed for a minute and 19 seconds straight. Ooh, right. Longest pee of my life. Wow. 119. Counted to 79. I was like, what? I was like looking around. You guys see this? Yeah. this? Y'all see this? Wow. No, no jars in that dorm? <laughs> no mason jars. I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. Uh, on Monday, it was Halloween. Trey arrived here in the Classic Factory wearing a skin-tight costume that looked like he had no skin at all. <laughs> he walked in, mask on, and just went about his normal routine. It was just me and him. Here's the thing. I was so engrossed with prepping the show that I was about five minutes in uh, of him being here before I looked up and saw this guy staring at me. It's a freaky meat man just yeah. looking at me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, what's something it took you way too long to notice, Skeets? All right, this is a bit of a story, but right now in our house, uh, Nora, who's leading the charge here, uh, we're thinking about changing our front room, like actually doing something with it, turning it into like maybe a fireplace and doing stuff with the beams mm. and like making it a sitting area and all this stuff. And we're like getting rid of furniture and she's buying new furniture. So there's been a lot of like her going, what do you think about this? And I look at it and I go, yeah, that's a good lamp. Let's get that. Or like a, a chandelier or a couch or whatever, right? I so I've just got, I'm going through the motions. And that's a good lamp. The other morning, uh, the other morning, I, I meant chandelier because I sort of ruined it already. But I meant chandelier and I meant all these other big items. And I say, okay, yeah, I like that or whatever. It's really early in the morning. Like I'm sitting at my computer. I'm getting ready for the show. She's across from me on her computer. And then she goes, hey, what do you think about this lamp? And she turns her computer around. And JD, I think you have the photo. And so I go, I just go like sort of pretty quickly, like, yeah, okay, like, all right. And and I sort of just go back to work and she just keeps holding it up. And then I finally look back up. So it took me way too long to notice that she was absolutely joking about this weird, creepy monkey lamp that we're showing you here on YouTube. And she's like, what are you, ta what are you talking about? Why would I ever want this lamp? Like she was showing me as a joke. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was like, I don't know at this point. Like, maybe I love this lamp. Yeah, it like, looks great in like, here. I know. It's like, maybe it is a cool lamp. Looks like Trey in the girls' dorm. So, <laughs> so yeah, it took me way too long to notice that she was joking. And I was, like, zoned out. And I guess just being a bit of a yes man. Like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So are you buying a chandelier? Because chandelier yeah. is whoa, whoa. Come on, dude. This, this, this room, we haven't even started yet. And I'm already 20K in, I think. Like, like, this is going to be, you guys are going to have to come here. over every day not, to sit in this not room. Not go to the rest of that place. <laughs> yeah. Just sit in that room. Yeah. Chandelier. Yeah, we'll do the show from there. No, we're thinking of, of doing beam work. We just got a quote on that. <laughs> oh That's way God. more than you think it would be. Oh, yeah. Beam work. Yeah, huh? Fireplace, of course. Oh, my God. The furniture alone. <laughs> Speaking of uh, redecorating, I heard you were going to bring a rug for me today. I, yeah, I do. We gotta, I want to vacuum the rug first, but uh, we got a rug coming. Thanks, man. Yeah, How nice. much is that monkey? That monkey was $89.99. Get it. That's worth it. It looks like a hummock. Totally get it, thing. man. Yeah, totally. I jokingly registered for a monkey holding a tea light candle when Laura and I were getting married. We still have it to this day. You'll... You'll love it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the best part about that, Nora was saying, is like she go, she's like, look at the reviews for this. And it's all like... It's like people writing like novels. Like the monkey's so bashful. The, monkey, the monkey's like hiding something, but he's like cheeky about it. Look at the weirdest fucking people. Like it's just. But hey, if that monkey brings you joy, then it brings you joy. You, uh, know? you should get it. Yeah, doesn't look All like right. it brings you much light. That's my problem with it. Well, it's also the silhouette that would be cast yeah, from behind. Yeah, might be kind of cute. That's it, the part where I was there. like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I can almost see his dong. Yeah. yeah but. It's like an Austin Powers gag, yeah. right? With the shadows. Anyways, uh, Tess. It's covering. <laughs> yeah. Am I sure? <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a quick one. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't realize yesterday when uh, we were talking about Trader Joe's and I, I got home. We were talking about Trader Joe's on our show. I got home and I saw a bag of horse, radish, and chive potato chips Ooh. from Trader Joe's. Delicious. Danielle said, I bought that for you. I know you're a horseradish man. Uh, but she, and I, I do like a horseradish. Yeah, I do like a horseradish. But when do you have horseradish? For me, not too often. Rare. In a uh, season, rare, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it's a weird one. yeah. But the, it feel, I, I thought I'm not gonna like this yeah. chip. 
But it was really good, and <laughs> it took me too long to realize that I was eating a whole bag. Oh, you were snacking hard. Daddy, Daddy went to town. Uh, <laughs> I think I, yeah, Daniel probably had a handful, but I ate the entire Ooh. sack of chips. Is it like a sour cream and onion chip? With obviously more with, of a, with spice, yeah, more heat. Yes. It's got a little little kick. Yeah, you call that. Yeah, that you, sounds uh, good. Yeah, you've had them, JD. Oh yeah. All right. I love them. They're good. Love them. <laughs> They're very good. And I wouldn't need a whole bag. I'm just kidding. I, I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> My plan wasn't to eat the whole bag, but keep going. Yeah. They were good, and I hadn't eaten lunch. <laughs> I've working working overtime at the factory. <laughs> Actually, not me. I wasn't working overtime at the factory. You guys were. So uh, I could have eaten a, eaten a real lunch, but that was lunch. So it was good. Yeah, it's great. It Trey. Good. It took me too long to realize that eating a bag of chips can count as a lunch. <laughs> I think it actually can. <laughs> uh, my answer, though, uh, it was just Halloween, remember? Yep. Yeah, we watched uh, Hocus Pocus with the girls. I hadn't seen it since I was a little kid. I remember thinking this was a scary, scary movie. I avoided yeah. it for 25 years afterwards. <laughs> and then we watched it back, and I realized it's just a very campy movie. But it's probably where I learned what a virgin was. Because that's a huge plot point, like a virgin oh, lighting yeah. this candle. Oh. And the girls are like, what's a virgin? And we're oh, like, boy. somebody who is very young and inexperienced. But I'm like, I was nine years old when this came out. Yeah, That's probably how I learned. Yeah. Hmm. That, that Midler. That, that, I was just <laughs> reading about that movie the other day. I looked it up because I was like, why is Hocus Pocus everywhere now? Right? It feels like in the last couple of years, this movie around Halloween, of course, yeah. is just everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. You're seeing it everywhere. There's like blow-up inflatable things now that people put on their front lawn. And mm-hmm. I was like, that that wasn't hap- that wasn't happening 10 years ago. No. But it like became a cult classic is it's what a cult at classic. least my research found. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, it's one of her early yeah. roles. And they released a sequel this year. Ooh. Literally this year. Oh, wow. wow. So you can, you can see the Sanderson sisters on your baby bell Gouda cheeses. <laughs> They're everywhere. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All right, last one. This yeah. is uh, really, I don't even know if you guys know this, but <laughs> 45 years ago this week, never mind the Bullocks, the Sex Pistols came out. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Wow. Yes, very influential to me. I mean, I was uh, six or seven when it actually came out. I didn't discover it until I was like 15. But, man, this is my teenage years right here. Anyways, the question is, what's the most punk rock thing you've ever done skeets <laughs> okay i got three options here uh i don't know wearing a dog shock collar on oh, an nba that's pretty punk. that's sort of punk it even has the look of punk yeah um i had and i've told this story many times before here on the podcast had my buddy brody shave my head with a beard trimmer <laughs> and like i mean i looked punk like i looked well, like a dirtbag like brutal look for me never shaving my head again and i guess the final one i'll go with punk rock i mean really just straight up stupid but i was at the university of toronto scarborough campus shout Ooh. out to dub scarborough campus punk rock yeah <laughs> that's it that's my story no it gets worse gd like we were obviously drinking and being fools and uh we were going out from their dorm room and i don't know where we were going making our way to a bar and i guess we were being shown like the the the, the classrooms you know because mm-hmm. i'd never been up there to that campus paul showing us around and for some reason i had to piss i couldn't hold it mm-hmm. and i pissed behind a podium in like a <laughs> lecture hall damn <laughs> what? <laughs> what why that's what i'm talking about yeah, that, that's what you want that's what i wanted punk rock what talking about? pissing on the university <laughs> 
There we go. Wow. Barely. It's Scarborough campus. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I always think about it. It's like, there's got to be cameras. There's footage of me. Not back then. They didn't no, have cameras. Yeah, it's that's on, back. That's, you think so? Two, well, I mean, early 2000s. The footage is gone now. Late 90s. Yeah, yeah it would have been like taped, <laughs> taped over, over with that taped next over. hour, right? You don't think like, somebody kept that? They're like, that guy's punk rock, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the most punk rock things I've ever seen. <laughs> when you run for prime minister, it's going to serve yeah, us. Yeah, that's that. it. That's yeah. it. All right, so those are my three answers. Uh, all right, Tess. Well, uh, luckily, I was behind something, and I didn't urinate. Now I'll get to that in a second. But my my rebellious moment—it's uh—it's more of a childish moment. I don't have a good rebellious moment, but I stayed home from doing a project in ninth grade, pretended I was ah, ah, sick, <laughs> and uh, when I got back to class the next day, my teacher got up in front of me as I was about to do my presentation, and she said, "Miss Lottimus said." She was a great teacher. Uh, she said, let's let Tassos do his presentation so he can get his grade. And as she was doing that, I was mimicking her from behind. <laughs> uh, so every single word, Tass- I was just mimicking her from behind. <laughs> like a child. And uh, unfortunately, behind me was Mr. Wardlaw, another teacher. Uh, so I got, into, oh. I got the double trouble. Uh, for, mimic- for mimicking the teacher also for not showing up for my uh, presentation in ninth grade. That was me in grade nine, baby. What, yeah, was, that's what was the punishment? Any, like anything severe? Just like detention? Uh, no, I, I reduced grade. No, no matter how amazing my presentation was. <laughs> and you killed it, I assume. No, it wasn't good. I left my man Amin Al Pachachi hanging. Oh, still it, to was this a, day. it was a duel. It was a duel. It was the old, the old dual ISU, independent study unit with somebody else. How does that make sense? Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Doesn't add up. I love that you quote the bare naked ladies during your punk rock story. <laughs> Chef's kiss to you. <laughs> Trey. Uh, this might disqualify us, JD, because this all happened in between football practices, so I don't know if being a dumb jock (laughs) counts as punk rock. Uh, But those three hours in between football practices when, like, every parent was doing work and it was just 16, 17-year-olds riding around Plano, Illinois, that was bad. That was dumb (laughs) stuff. Uh, The dumbest things I remember are... Pouring a container of gasoline into a river and setting it on fire and calling it fire water. Mm. <laughs> uh, throwing a milkshake at a milk at a mailbox so that the mailbox falls off the post. That was a dumb one. Classic. But the dumbest was uh, shooting a potato gun inside of a van. <laughs> we thought it was broken. <laughs> but when the igniter hit the floor, boom! That <laughs> was scary, man. Whoa. That was wow. very scary. Uh, <laughs> But a potato gun's pretty fun. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to anyone, but uh, <laughs> if you've got a bad friend who likes to get in trouble, ask if they've got a potato gun. Fries a were made in that Oh, that baby, day. yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, never heard of such a thing. We're not that punk rock, I think, is what we no. just, uh, no, no, no. just yeah, determined. I figured. That's fine. Yeah. What about you, then? Uh, you know, same. Same kind of stuff. Peed on stuff I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you were you had a big uh, nude phase. Is that punk rock? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot yes. of a lot, a lot of, naked of nudity. Stuff. Yeah. You told yeah. the photo uh, story of taking somebody's camera and taking photos of your junk. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My, multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. That was for the embarrassment factor at the photo mat. It was before digital cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> loved it when those came back in my life, but. Uh, 
I too can never run for prime minister. Yeah, that's all right. We need you making this show. All right. <laughs> that's rapid fire. That's the drop podcast. Thanks for sticking with us here to everybody that joined us live. Hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't, share the show. We'll be back on Monday with some NBA weekend winners and losers. Let's hear your suggestions all weekend long. Tweet them in. Don't be shy. At no dunks inc. INC on the end. Again, if you're a Survivor fan, go check out No Buffs yesterday. It's on YouTube and podcast feed. And Maddie O's Is This Good Podcast with special guest Renee Paquette. Uh, that is also available on YouTube and its own podcast feed. I'm very excited to go listen to that, probably in my car uh, car ride home, right after this. We're done here at the factory today, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go eat a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go take a piss on something. I've been holding it the whole time. <laughs> I gotta time Since you. last night, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so we gotta myself. go for uh, a minute 20. Yeah, if you can get it to 80 <laughs> seconds, leave a comment down below the YouTube All right. stream. All right, so we'll be back on Monday. Thanks again to everybody uh, for joining us live here and everybody listening. Leave us those five-star ratings and review. Five-star Friday. It was supposed to be today. We'll bump it to next Friday. So you got time to get your reviews in. It snuck up on me. I know. Big time. Same here. And then Big there was a time. lot of, yep. obviously, nonsense we had to talk about. And then we had a fun little segment there talking about the uh, contenders and stuff like that. So what happens when the first of the month isn't on a Monday? So true. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Clipper Bros! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Tuesday, November 8th, is Election Day in the U.S., no games in the NBA, so no excuses. Get out there. Uh, lots of resources online if you got to figure out where to vote. You might have same-day registration out there. So there's a lot of states out there. So check it out online. If not, hit me up. We'll figure it out together. There you go. Brace the weekend, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.